0: it's so good to be with you. How you doing? Good. It's a nice week, wasn't it? Very nice week. We're definitely into the season of spring and summer's just around the corner. And we know that to be true because this is the time of the year when we celebrate the Feast of Pentecost. Pentecost is, a, is an extremely important uh, festival feast for Christianity and also for Judaism as well. Did you know that? That In Israel, the Feast of Pentecost, they have national holiday. You get a day off. That's pretty nice, isn't it? That's pretty good, isn't it? Well, what does Pentecost mean? Pentecost, pent, I like pentagon. It's got five sides to it. It's a Greek word for 50, 50, 50th day. And in the Jewish tradition, the 50th day is from the Feast of the Passover to the handing of God, to the people of God through Moses, the law, the Ten Commandments. God makes a new covenant with his people. And that is that is a, a wonderful celebration. That's why, I mean, it just happened there a couple days ago. They read, what do you do during Pentecost? You read the Ten Commandments. You pray. You read the law. You make new commitments to to the covenant of God. This has been going on for uh centuries actually literally centuries and uh, that's it's no different than what we see in the acts of the apostles today that's that is the story there the town is alive to celebrate the pentecost that's what it is jerusalem was sort of like the hub it was the religious center of judaism and and contains, continues to be that way um, and so everybody would come into the city and its city would fill up and they would have a Celebration! They would celebrate Pentecost. You know, it was it was an exciting time. One thing nobody anticipated, though, was that little group of Christians, that 120 uh, in the house. Uh, They weren't anticipating what happened because it was about 10 or 11 o'clock the morning. In the morning, and people are awakened by this sound of a mighty rushing wind. It's like, what in the world's going on? I mean, you know, you don't have tornadoes over in Israel what in the world is going on and, uh, and then they hear all this chatter all these, well, all these people talking it's like what's going on we got to go check this out and so that's what people did what's going on so it's a it's a it's a very festive occasion but this was something that they had not anticipated but this would make it uh, extremely festive for those of us who are Christian um, you know, what might be a, 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 an example of a feast like that that would be closest to the United States that we would celebrate? Fourth of July, it's sort of what it would be like, you know, celebrating our Declaration of Independence and when we did that, and it was a great party time, you know, what do you do on the Fourth of July? You like firecrackers, eat watermelon, drink RC Cola, Right? Uh, those are the kinds, you cook out, don't you? You do all those kinds of things. Um, just all kinds of, all kinds, just partying in general, you might call it. I guess that's what we do on the 4th of July. It's celebration. We're excited. We're stimulated. Well, what happened on this particular Pentecost feast morning? Well, something very different. Like I said, the sound of a mighty rushing wind. And also people like talking, you know, you just sort of, town comes alive. What in the world is going on? I think it's interesting that if you look at it, uh, the Acts reading that we heard today, if you read just a couple more verses, it says that when people finally get over to where all this is happening and take place, some of them give their opinion of what it is. And some of them say, well, it's nothing, they're just intoxicated. That's what's going on. You know, it's party time, okay? Party time, they're just, they're just intoxicated a little bit. They're just overly excited, you might call it. At 10 o'clock in the morning, I, I don't think so. Party time, that kind of partying takes uh, on lasting later on in the day. But I want to focus on this word intoxicating. It's a, it's a very important word in our life today and uh, the implications of it, particularly in light of the Pentecost, are extremely profound. See, people are looking, everybody is looking today to be able to feel something, to uh, get excited about. There's so much stuff going on in the world, it's like, man, this is this just, this really a downer kind of thing, you know, uh, so much happening. I wanna get excited. I want to get excited I want to be stimulated now why do we want that well that's who you are so you're designed by God it is literally written into your spiritual DNA that your desire in life is happiness to be excited about life Uh, God wrote that in you if you didn't know that but uh, what we do in, in this world today we have a tendency to look everywhere to get intoxicated. People are looking everywhere today to get intoxicated, to feel something. Just to feel something, Uh, you know, means a lot. Here's some of the things that we get intoxicated with today. Alcohol. In one year alone in the United States, you know how many gallons of alcohol that Americans consume? 7.8 billion. Are we looking for something? Are we looking for a little relief? Uh, Pornography, another one, big one. There was a little article in our Sunday Vistra this week about it. It said that on one internet website alone, over five billion hours of pornography watching took place. What are we looking for? Well, we're looking for some stimulation, aren't we? That's exactly what we're looking for, but we're looking for it in the wrong places. Here's an interesting statistic they shared with it. Adults, 18 to 35, it says that 87% of men will watch pornography on a weekly basis. And 28% of women watch pornography on a weekly basis. Are we looking for something? Yeah, we're looking for something. Remember, it's in your DNA, spiritual DNA, it's in your spiritual DNA. Uh, Here's another one, drugs, drugs a big one. Uh, Here's another one, we look uh, in extramarital affairs, that's another way, get a little bit of excitement going on. Another one may be spending or eating, or uh, now one of the new ones today is politics. Man, you can get stimulated with politics, can't you? Yeah, Oh, I can, I can get stimulated. This is, this is exciting stuff. Um, but what, what it boils down to is this. Regardless of whatever the stimulation is, it boils down to this. I want to feel something. I want to feel human. I want to feel alive. Something that makes me happy. The problem with all of these kinds of intoxications, though, is that they last just for they're momentary. You know, it's sort of like you wake up in the morning and man, my head's killing me. You know, it's a rough night. We had a lot of partying going on, but this rough night, my head's killing me. And what do you do? Well, you gotta have more. You gotta have more of these intoxications, don't you? Because it, it, it doesn't satisfy, and to be able to satisfy, you've got to have more and more, and then it becomes what we call addictions, is what it is. So, I want to tell you about one intoxication, it's called the holy intoxication. Holy intoxication, that's how the saints called it. Uh, it's one that doesn't fizzle out, you know. It stimulates you, and it doesn't uh, fizzle out. Well, what is it? Well, it's what we're celebrating today, the receiving of the Holy Spirit. That's exactly what it is. Now why is Pentecost and the Holy Spirit so important? It's extremely important, it's not by chance. Well, in the Jewish tradition, we have the giving of the law that's celebrated on Pentecost. But in the Christian tradition, the 50 days begins at the Resurrection And it ends, on this day, with the giving of the Spirit. That's the new covenant. Isn't that what Jesus said? I'm going to make a new covenant. And it's not law. It's Spirit. That's what I'm going to do. I am going to put my Spirit within you. You know, we've been looking quite a while now all the the different many components of salvation and what Jesus has done over the Easter season this is the last one when this one comes there will be no more changes until Jesus returns and what is it it's the spirit the spirit will give you excitement in life isn't that what was going on in Jerusalem that day what did Paul say to the church at Ephesus? He said, don't be drunk with wine, but what? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Paul recognized it. They, you know, we, people have been searching forever for happiness. I mean, that's, that was 2000. You know, don't, don't get intoxicated with wine. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. That will intoxicate you. What did Paul say to the church at Corinth? He says, church, don't you know that you're the temple of God and that the Spirit lives within you? God says, I'm going to put my Spirit in you. And the the receiving of the Holy Spirit on the feast day of Pentecost, well, that's powerful because God has now established His covenant with you. You are His people He pours out His Spirit upon you, empowering you. What is it? Receive the power of the Holy Spirit, right? There's power in it. We don't have to walk around sluggish. (laughs) We don't have to walk around like we're falling asleep, you know? There's power in the Holy Spirit. What kind of power? Power to be courageous to be bold as we see what happens here in this instance, you know, as soon as the Spirit came in, they started preaching, <laughs> they started telling people about Jesus. But it doesn't stop there. Uh, the Spirit empowers us for everything that makes us happy. See, the work of Jesus is done on the cross, and now that can happen. Read, the, read last night's reading, it was so powerful. But we find courage, we find boldness, we find joy, we find peace, we find happiness, we find love, we find goodness, we find kindness, we find wisdom, we find understanding, and about 10 million other different things. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'll be honest with you. I'm a very reasoning kind of person. How in the world can anybody tell me that their faith is boring? The last thing that's boring is faith. And yet something like alcohol or pornography is stimulating. Boy, we got a problem. (laughs) I mean, we got problems. (laughs) I mean, we really do. I mean... That, that makes no sense. The spirit of God lives within you. Think about that. I remember one day when I was working for the airport authority, our administrative offices after 9-11 moved downtown. And uh, we were in the, it's called National City Tower at that time. Now it's PNC Tower. Never will forget it. I mean, that was That's quite a while ago, and it's still just as vivid as always. But I remember walking out of the tower one day, going on the corner. Now, if you've ever stood there on a nice spring day, it's windy. Oh, it's windy. It sort of whips around the corner of that tower. And on a good day, like a day when you want to fly a kite, it's windy. So I went out there. And when I turned that corner, it hit me. You know what? It sounded like the roar of a mighty rushing wind. <laughs> and I can't hear, but I could still hear that. Oh, it felt like that. I could feel it. I could feel it shaking me, it was so strong. I could feel it moving me. It was so dynamic. I couldn't stand still. It was moving me. And you know what I thought about? That's the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. That's all I could think about. That's what the Spirit's like, isn't it? That's what it's like. And it's yours. Claim it. Live it. And be happy. Now, you'll please remain seated, I'm going to invite our parish council chair.